This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. All of a sudden, I, one week, nobody had anything down there. It's a new world. I was born too, uh, too early. I've never been a fan of the bush, to be honest. Really? Yeah. With Andy Dirt Johnson. I'm going to need some pliers and uh, set a 30-weight ball bearing. What? The hell you need ball bearings for? Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. It's all ball bearings nowadays. And Brendan Sprague. Only problem is he's got a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in him. If the mood catches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. <laughs> you don't want him around if you wear his short pants, if you know what I mean. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith, because there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos that will be a home run, and so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. I think. Are we good? We're good. We're okay? Okay. Yep. Uh, I don't know what went out over the air there, but in my headphones I heard the dial tone and <laughs> Will dialing up. Yeah, it's always interesting. Uh, we're uh, we're hearing some stuff behind the scenes, but uh, no, I think Will's uh, Will's dialing up Colin Wilson right now. What I, what, what Do we have Colin? What I'll say before we get Colin on is I had a, a buddy randomly hit me up and say, uh, Hey, man, I, I heard the show today, and I was like, oh, yeah. It was one of these days where something wasn't going right. And I said, yeah, it was a tough day. And he goes, no, I I, I kind of don't ever want you guys to figure it out. I want you guys to always be kind of struggling. And I went, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it's actually great. It makes me it makes me chuckle. So I just I like that the dial tone hopefully went out over the airwaves because we're talking with Colin Wilson of the Action Network on Twitter, at underscore Colin one, he's a good friend of the station. He's got a lot of pieces up at theactionnetwork.com right now. Uh, Colin, good morning. Thanks for hopping on with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Good morning for having me. And, and if I'm talking college football in February, then it's a good day. <laughs> God, no, no kidding, man. We we are we're pretty jacked. I, I I'm kind of tired of the storyline of where the Pac-12's football games are going to be broadcast because it's like. You know, everybody's arguing about different things, and I just I, I think this season for the Pac-12, from a football standpoint, I don't know if they have a playoff team. I know we can talk about that, get your thoughts, Colin, but I think from a football standpoint, this is probably the deep. It feels like it's the deepest conference, or at least it's the best quarterback conference we have in college football this coming season. I think it's going to be the most exciting. And you're talking to a guy that graduated from an SEC school, a guy that's an SEC homer. I think this is the most exciting conference in football coming up. I think Pac-12 after dark is something that you're not going to want to miss. The question for the Pac-12 over the years has been, does anybody good enough to compete at the national level? I would argue that there are at least five teams that could go to the playoff and win a playoff game out of this conference this year. 
Yeah, Colin Wilson's our guest here, Action Network. I, I think you're right on that. I think the thing we worry about out west is we've had some seasons where there's some maybe a team, maybe two, maybe three, but for the most part they end up just like cannibalizing themselves. It's been the Pac-12's biggest problem aside from just being inconsistent. Like when they have good teams, we cannibalize ourselves too much and we can never get to that point of getting to the playoff. We haven't had a playoff team since Washington in 2016. You've got a lot of interesting pieces up, and one that caught my eye in particular was the one where you talked about home field advantage. And the school, surprisingly, when I read this article, the school you lead with is my alma mater, a school that had a half stadium last year and now has a full stadium this year. So walk us through, for people who haven't seen that article yet, you can find it at Colin's Twitter account and actionnetwork.com, just the, 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 the thought process of home field advantage and how you kind of figure out what team is going to have the biggest home field advantage versus how they stack up versus other teams. Yeah, and there's no slide on anybody else that does college football power ratings, but everybody just adds two and a half points to home field advantage and assumes that because I'm playing in Ypsilanti, Michigan versus playing in Corvallis, Oregon, it's going to be two and a half points of advantage. That's not exactly true. There are teams that beat Vegas oddsmakers on a consistent basis at home. So my thinking years ago was, shouldn't I be rewarding the teams that absolutely cover the spread all the time at home because they're the ones that oddsmakers obviously cannot get it right about what they're able to do at home. So what I did is I took a 10-year and 3-year sample set, did a lot of math equations with it, and I balanced it out to see who are the short and long-term teams that you just can't keep up with when they play at home. And, you know, the thinking behind that is, is you could get a hot coach come in, they could have a couple good years. He can't base this on that. And then maybe odds makers give too much home field advantage to high elevation to the Air Forces and the Colorado States of the world. Well, all that matters is the point spread. And if you consistently beat it, you should be rewarded by having more home field advantage. When you look at the case of Oregon State, who, you know, extremely up at the top, which I know the last three-year sample set is because of Jonathan Smith, right? You have probably, you know, the most biggest rising coach in all of the Pac-12. He will soon be probably somewhere else. But over a 10-year sample, it's proven out that Oregon State is one of the toughest places to play. So what's the argument against this? Because Reister is under construction. Only half the stadium was was allowed to have seating this year, right? And I think, you know, when the AD came out and said, we are going to have fans closer to the field than anywhere in college football. I'm thinking, like, well, at Oklahoma State, they're already literally almost on the field. But uh, they have created an environment. And I've been to Corvallis. I love it. Uh, but I don't know if it's the red wine. I don't know if it's uh, what's going on in the tailgate scene. But uh, they have covered the spread. I, I, it's a crazy number. It's like 64 to 70% over the last three and ten years. And that makes this a really tough place to play. And And – you hear that all the time about Pac-12 teams that go there. Weird things happen in Corvallis. No, really, they just have an environment that's tough to play in. What always helps when you can major in beer at a university? You can literally major in beer at Oregon State. Uh, go Beavs. The other article that caught my attention, we, you know, the recruiting rankings and how high school recruiting in the early period now and the late period uh, has become maybe less influential than traditional, and the transfer portal has taken over, and you've got a piece on 
uh, how to assess the transfer portal assets and returning production uh, and for the uh, the Pac-12 schools, especially with uh, so many teams that, that have uh, veteran squads, a lot of quarterbacks uh, returning. The Pac-12 looks like it's going to be back to Pac-12 U. Uh, maybe if you can shed a little bit of light on just kind of how this figures into assessing uh, these preseason rankings for teams, especially in the Pac-12. Yeah, and I think it's a really complicated process when you want to look at what we call experience or returning production. But there's the transfer portal has taken over college football the last two years. That this isn't simply how did your recruiting class go and who did you bring in through the portal? Because the way we used to do off-season adjustment on teams was, well, if you pass for 4,000 yards and you bring back 4,000 yards, then you get all your full credit for your passing yards. It's not like that anymore, and USC was a prime example last year. The two teams that brought in more players than anybody in the entire transfer portal last year was USC and LSU. They brought in boatloads of players. But the problem is that some of those players didn't have you know yards, passing yards, tackles, whatever. They didn't have it because maybe they sat out of here for COVID. Maybe Caleb Williams only played six games for Oklahoma before he came over. So the stats... There was, a, there was a flaw in the way we did it from the transfer portal from a stat perspective. So what you have to do now is, is you have to bring in the actual grade that's assigned to that player and say, well, this is how much I should be bumping up. What is your, and it's a baseball term, it's called value over replacement player. So the 12th quarterback in the Pac-12, how does this quarterback come in and how does he go on the scale and how many points should I assign so I've, you know, I've veered weighted a little bit less about how many yards are coming back and how many tackles are coming back and put in how much portal talent is coming into your place because no one could have guessed how good USC did last year and nobody guessed that LSU was going to be in the SEC championship game. Uh, this is Colin Wilson, our guest of the Action Network on Twitter, at underscore Colin, two L's, and the number one. You can find it. He's great work at the Action Network. He's been on the fan many a year, and, and we're big fans of him, so we wanted to talk some college football. He's got a lot of pieces up right now on college football in the upcoming season. As it pertains to the Pac-12, Colin, who right now in February, and this you know, it can always change depending on information and just how you feel in August, who right now would be your pick to win the conference? My pick to win the conference would be Washington. I, I And I hate to say this, but their schedule is way tougher than it was last year. Last year they had some breaks where they dodged some of the good teams. They don't get that fortunate. They're just not going to be that fortunate this year with their schedule. It is going to be a bit tougher, but they do grade out for me having the highest conference wins and the highest number of total wins at 10.6, which I haven't gone through in like, I'm trying to tell everybody, like, you don't understand what Kalen DeBoer's got there because the defense is going to pick up the slack. This is already the fifth most efficient offense, and they return everybody. This was already the second best in finishing drives. That's how many points you score past the 40. And they get all of that back. The problem is Utah, Oregon, and USC return almost as much on offense and their win totals are within one of that, right? There are all those names that I, you know, I've got Oregon at 9.8 wins. I got Utah at 10.1 wins. This conference is stacked, but Washington is going to be my pick. You just can't get over how I think Kalen DeBoer is the most underrated coach in the conference, maybe in the nation. I think of Michael Penix Jr., who is uh, fifth or sixth year. It's one of those. It's, he's been around for a while, uh, but that is definitely my pick. 
Well, you talk about uh, the conference and those win totals being so packed. Is there – what are the opportunities? We always see that. We see the cannibalization of a, the depth of the Pac-12, and rarely does it give you that team that can get through at 13-1 and or 12-0 and or whatever and, and be – because it seems like the Pac-12 team has to go undefeated or you can have one road loss to a, a top-ranked team to get into the playoff. You, you mentioned there's plenty of teams you think could win a playoff game. Is there a team, what's the likelihood that the Pac-12 can produce no less than a one-loss champion and, and be in the playoff pool? Yeah, that's where the the problem is, is that most of these teams play each other. I think, off straight off my memory, I think Washington State is the one team that dodges a couple of the big boys at the top of the Pac-12 board in their scheduling and now that they've done away with the divisions, it's really all about can you qualify for that number two seed? Uh, it doesn't even matter if you can win the you know regular season conference. It matters if you get that two seed so you can go play for the conference championship. If there was a long shot team that I was going to put out there, it would probably be Oregon State. And the reason is because while everybody else wants to play this, uh, you know, four verticals downfield kind of offense, I think it's completely underrated bringing DJU in there and having what is going to be a heavy rush base with one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, you're getting almost all your offensive linemen back. And what DJ does on the ground was something that nobody in the ACC could stop. Yes, there are things about his passing game that are in there, but Jonathan Smith is going to he, – he runs a very lean, mean offense that is ball control. He's not going to let USC have the ball that very much. If they didn't have four turnovers against USC, they beat USC last year. So – now you've upgraded at certain positions. If there's a long shot, it would definitely be Oregon State for me. Uh, last one for you, Colin, because we're against it. Um, I don't want to spend the entire time on Pac-12, though I could. I, I did want to ask you about one of the articles you put out. And I, I, you know, I, I know you put out pieces like this throughout the year. You're looking for good odds mixed with team you really think can do it. You have an article about LSU and your belief in LSU. They have great odds right now. But I think what many out here would probably say, and you, you, you said it at the top, you said you're, you're an SEC honk, you're an SEC country. Uh, explain to us on the West Coast how anybody is stopping Georgia because Georgia feels like the new Alabama and your pick outside of Georgia and Bama and the SEC to win it all. Uh, that one stuck out to me a little bit. Yeah, they uh, Georgia only returns 57% on their offense. Their big tight end, Darnell Washington, who is the reason one of the reasons they destroyed TCU, he's gone. Stetson Bennett is gone. There's a huge quarterback battle that's going to be happening. They, Georgia has a lot of things to figure out, and you know that that is conducive to dropping a game. And they lost a lot on defense for a second consecutive year. So how do you beat them? A team like LSU is not just Jaden Daniels coming back at quarterback. They have two quarterbacks behind him that have game experience that are just as good, that can play. Uh, and then once you get past that, all of their offensive linemen were true freshmen or sophomores last year. They all come back. And as Oregon State fans know, Omar Spate took off through the portal, and he is now the top linebacker for the LSU defense. Uh, if you're looking for depth in the, in the depth chart and you're looking for experience, uh, that team that's going to terrorize everybody is going to be LSU. 
Yeah, good stuff, man. Colin Wilson, he's one of our favorites at the Action Network on Twitter, at underscore Colin1. Uh, he's got a lot of really good college football pieces, and it's it's never too early for us. Spring football, it may be snow and ice here in the Portland metro area, but there's uh, spring is around the corner. Colin, we always are appreciative of the time you give us, and we'd love to get you back on once spring football is kind of underway and touch basis on uh, the, the, the wonderful sport that is college uh, football. So thanks for hopping on, uh, hopping on with us this morning. Love being on. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk soon. Thanks, Colin. All right, there we go. Great stuff from Colin Wilson of the Action Network. It is 717. We're back with more on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This we is Dirt and Spring on 1080 the, the Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, we got a tweet at Dirt and Sprague at 1080 The Fan. Are you asking if Oregon State Beavers will have the best home field advantage in all of college football? If so, please have whoever posted this question drug tested ASAP. I hope this was a joke. Uh, no, the reason we teased that is because Colin Wilson talks about college football home field advantages and uh, goes through the numbers. And one just allowed, look, Oregon State's uh, against the spread record at home has been really good since 2020. Last year they had a half stadium. You'd imagine when you, you know, pump in the other half of the stadium this season, their home field advantage will be pretty strong. We'll see. Could be wrong. Maybe that person's going to be right, and it's a ridiculous question to ask. We'll talk with Jake Zivin coming up at 8 a.m., Apple TV broadcaster for the MLS, Portland Timbers stuff. Uh, as well, get a preview of the season. Swag, I know you're excited for the season. I have vowed this year to try to jump in and follow as closely as I've ever followed it. I'm getting the Apple TV, you know, pass for the MLS. They got a whip around show uh, similar to the Red Zone. So we'll talk with Jake Zivin coming up uh, at 8 a.m. We'll spray the line as well. So get those spray line sponsors in at 503 864 6326. That's 503 864 6326. Uh, two six. The Blazers lost last night to the Sacramento Kings, and everybody was wondering the same thing: Is uh, have they hit the tank? Is it tank time? <laughs> is it is it win by Nyama tank time? Uh, no. Damian Lillard, Jeremy Grant, and company did not play. But the reason they didn't play is because they were stuck on a tarmac for seven hours. They've got the Rockets coming up on Sunday, and I would imagine Swigard they're going to play their guys 
and they're going to try to win that game because they're only about a game out of the, the play-in. They're only a couple games out of being like the seven seed. So they're not completely out of the playoff picture yet, but I saw yesterday many people concluding Portland is hitting the tank because Dame didn't play against the Kangs. Yeah, that was it was it was a little curious, but whatever. No, I, the the biggest problem for Portland's going to be their schedule down the stretch. They've got uh, they've got some back to backs, some home and away back to backs, which are never fun. They got a huge East Coast road trip coming up, um, and they're in a weird spot. Uh, they're 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 not that far away from getting up, you know, in the playoff contention, and they're not that far away from improving their odds, uh, possibly sneaking into the Wimbanyama sweepstakes. So, um, but we know that. Look, as long as Dame plays, he's not going to let them go out there and just mill around and go through the motions. No, I, and I think that's the big thing. I mean, they they got a six-game roadie you mentioned in March, March 3rd to the 12th. They have six games and nine nights. Uh, so I'm sure that's going to be great. And yeah, then the you Celtics had the Golden State game. The 76ers game. are in there too. And so, the, I yep. mean, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Like, the other reality of this is I don't I don't think they're tanking. I know last night Dame doesn't play. Grant doesn't play. You know, Nurk is, is still out. Ant obviously still dealing with the ankle. I know they don't play, and it's easy to conclude the tank. Uh, when guys like Bill Simmons tweet, it's like, whoa, Bill Simmons is tweeting about this. It must be true. No, they, they got into Sacramento super late, and I think the Portland Trailblazers gave the NBA the middle finger last night. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, though. That's a different conversation. And when we play the schedule game, you did it right there. You did. They've got Boston. they got Philadelphia. Swag, this team is not in position to not be worried about Houston on Sunday. They could lose that game. They got Golden State on Tuesday on the road. They have New Orleans coming here, who New Orleans has struggled since Zion's left. But, like, Orlando beat this team. This this is not a, a great team. And so when you look at the schedule, you know, I know Dame is going to give it a go until he can't anymore, but the schedule might just bear out that this team doesn't do it. And it's an interesting spot to be in, like, I had the realization last night watching this game. Swag, if I would have told you, hey, on February, at the mid to late point of February, we're going to have Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel on the court with Trendon Watford and Kevin Knox. What would your response been to that? Uh, we're tanking. Either everybody got hurt <laughs> or they traded to him or we're tanking. Uh, some, I forget who sent out the tweet, but, yeah, so uh, Portland played Sacramento for the season opener, and none of the five that started the season opener were on, on the floor there to start last night. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's awful. Um, it's, look, it's not ideal. They didn't play their guys. They basically gave that game away. Portland had a nice little first quarter. They weren't winning that game. Sacramento's a legitimately yeah. good team this year. But I, I I don't know. I think on Houston, you get Dame back. If Dame sits against Houston, then okay. Like, I know that's crazy to, to poo-poo it after last night. And then the very next game, if he sits, go, hey, what about this? But at some point, like, if Dame's not going to play, they're not going to win these games. They're going to no. bury themselves further and further down the standings. Well, and he's got two days off. They don't play till Sunday. So, yeah, uh, yeah. If, if he starts sitting these out, now they have the back-to-back at Golden State and then the Pelicans. That's going to be rough, especially because there's travel involved. It's a road home, yeah. Road home. So they, they better beat Houston if they 
as the team inside. Look, and you're never going to tell players, and that's the thing, you can't tell players to not play hard. You either take them out and don't play them, and that's an indication that you have other motives as an organization uh, rather than winning every single night trying to, to get into the playoffs. And it's always been that's always been the, the problem. We've talked about it ad nauseum, this purgatory of – well, Blazer fans accept not going out with your best players every night and balling out, even if you don't win. That's always been the purgatory as opposed to some teams that just so this isn't working. We're going to scrap it, and we're going to start over next season. Will, you, uh, you're a big gambler. You're going to chime in when we get to spray in the line with your picks of this weekend, and I'm always interested. I guess I'd ask you, because you mentioned the, the, the word tanking earlier, the win Banyama tanking uh term are, are you are you fading this team like are you just looking at the schedule and you're fading the trailblazers at this point are you convinced that they are indeed slightly leaning into the tank after last night yeah what the hell Shaden sharp could you get 13 points please <laughs> i had you at 12 and a half man you gotta be kidding me also looking right at you matisse thibel you can't get two three-pointers whatever anyways yeah i, I don't know i I'm cool either way. With If the Blazers want to tank, do an amazing job. I want to see C.J. Ellerby back out there. I want to see horrible, horrible players, or it should be used to build guys like Shaden Sharp or Thibault or Cam Reddish. Let's see what we got with these guys. I'm okay with Dame and Grant sitting out games because you already know what you have with those players. It's about next year. Or if you are going to go for the playoffs, it should be like what LeBron said, and I know it was fake, but – hey, these are the most important 22 games of, of the season. Because if you can get to that sixth spot, you can get to that fifth spot, well, then you don't have to deal with the play-in game. And maybe there's some excitement that can build around this team. It seems like they're playing a type of defense that you can actually do well in the postseason when you know it comes into real nitty-gritty time when games matter. So for me, it's like either pick a lane. Don't do this thing where, like, oh, we're having Damon Grant out tonight, but then they play, you know, the rest of the way and sit out the back-to-backs. I don't want that. Don't sit on the fence. Make a choice. You know, either tank and suck, and hopefully we can get Victor Wembenyana, or let's go Let's go win some playoff games and let's go try and win a series. I think the one thing I would say is the schedule is ultimately going to take care of for this team, and I, I just I, – I said this last week before the snowstorm – or I, I, last week on Wednesday before the snow like ruined everything for us this week. I, I just I don't think this team's good, and, I, and that's not a shocking revelation to hear. I know, but I, I just don't think that they have to try or not try when it comes to tanking. I think they'll trot out there, they'll win a couple games. They're not going to lose the rest of their games, right? Like even the the teams that want to tank, Utah wants to tank. Utah won last night. Like you can only tank so hard. Uh, last year was historically like one of the greatest tank jobs the league's ever seen. And Portland got, what, the seventh pick in the draft from that. Yeah. So you're only going to be a tank so much. I, I just don't think this team's that good. And, you know, it's interesting. I like seeing some of these young players who are on their second or third team see what they can do. But eh, for the most part, I just don't have a lot of faith that this team is a playoff team. I know a local media member tweeted yesterday and Dame said, no, no way, we're tanking. But, like, let the schedule play it out. The schedule will figure it out. It always does in the NBA. And if they're at a certain point by a certain time in the season, like I don't know if tank's the right term, but they're going to probably pack it in with certain guys because what's the point? You know, if there's eight games left and 
they're five or six back of the play-in, like, yeah, that's that's when I would imagine you'd see packing it in. That might not be satisfying enough for everybody out there, but I think that's the reality of what their situation is right now. No question. So, all right. Um, we got more to get into in football. I, I just – the fan text line uh, was down for me on my – on my laptop. I've got it up now. And so I'm scrolling back and seeing some of these texts. We might have to revisit the snow and ice storm. That was how long people were stuck in your cars. How long did it take you to get home? Did you abandon your car? Did you leave work early? Cause you were a genius. I kind of want to dive into that in the final hour. We got Jake Zivin coming up at 8 AM, but uh, coming up next, Aaron Rodgers has emerged from the darkness and it was from the beautiful state of Oregon. That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Lord, I really this is Dirt and Spray with John 1080, the fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you live from Sprague's bedroom. We're hanging out here on a uh, fast break Friday, a football Friday, a flop shot Friday. And uh, we are live. No dirt today. He'll be back on Monday. So Swag's hanging out in his condo. I'm hanging out in my master bedroom. And Wilt Wartner uh, slept and stayed at the studio last night for us. And he's hanging out at the studio. So uh, exactly. look at us coming together to bring you radio mediocrity. It's what we try to do every oh, single day. The I best that we possibly can. I think this is going to end up being radio gold, quite frankly. I think people are going to appreciate this. Uh, and we are uh, we're right there where most people are. You know, you, you're stuck. You can't get anywhere safely. And so you just you find a way to keep the show going on. Yeah. Well, I've, I've moved now. I was on my floor earlier looking up at my ceiling. I'm now in my bed. I have a blanket wrapped around my head with the headphones on. And uh, this is getting dangerous. I, I could end up falling asleep during one of these commercial breaks. Yeah, see, this is what uh, I, I fear because I, I've been told by Master Engineer McGinley that uh, eventually once they finish doing all the little uh, bells and whistles uh, in our new studios that, yes, we'll have this uh, technology, this capability. It'll link everybody up from wherever they happen to be as long as they've got a, uh, you know, some sort of Wi-Fi or Ethernet connection. And for our show and knowing you two, boy, once you guys know you have the uh, capabilities to just do your show from your bedroom, yeah, I, I don't know how much I'm going to see you in the future in the studio. Uh, see, I, I think that's where I'll push back. I think you could count on me to be there because if I do this on a regular basis, Swigard, like – I can't begin to tell you how comfortable I am. I've never been so comfortable working before, and uh, this is too dangerous. I need to get out of this blanket right now. I pull this thing off of me. Um, as I emerge from the blanket, Aaron Rodgers has emerged from the darkness, 
according to the guy who actually runs the facility, Scott Berman, who owns Sky Cave Retreats, said Aaron Rodgers left his dark room and the facility he was staying at for his retreat on Wednesday. Now, this is this this was kind of a, the surprising one. I, I didn't know he was going to a darkness retreat in Southern Oregon. Did you were you aware of that 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 retreat was going to be in Oregon? No, had no idea. I, I assumed he was going to be like really out in the middle of nowhere, like Montana or or. Dakota, somewhere way out where there's nothing. But uh, but no, he was just outside of Ashland, apparently. Yeah, so let's – I want to – well, I want you to hop on this too. So I'm assuming all three of us, have we seen the photos of this place that he was staying at? Yay? Yeah, yes? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a little okay. – it's a small okay. cabin. It, it, let, let, me, let me just interrupt you here. Let's be honest. I was expecting much worse – and he basically stayed at a beautiful five-star secret Airbnb that he masqueraded as some darkness retreat that, like, you st- – like, I was picturing literally hippies staying in an abandoned cabin in a room <laughs> where he'd eat mushrooms or have ayahuasca, and he'd be there for four days. I wasn't expecting a five-star mini resort where he'd have a working bathroom, lights option, a queen-size bed, like – this was way nicer than I was expecting. Am I wrong here for thinking that, or were you guys thinking the same thing? Um, I, well, no, I thought it would be. I thought it would be minimalist, but I thought it would be well taken care of because the point is to make you. You don't want clutter. You don't want around. So there's no TVs and there's no extra stuff. But it would be very, very comfortable. So I, I didn't expect it to be quite as nice as it was, but I thought it would be. Uh, very well maintained, very well kept, very very clean, um, because you want you you want your clients if you're running the place to come in and be able to relax and get to a point of meditation where you can uh, get everything cut out around you and just focus on yourself. I, I ignored this story. Like Aaron Rodgers couldn't be more of a non-story for me. Like I think he's just the boy who cried wolf constantly. Or like, you know, when you were in high school, you had that one girl that was like always friends with you. And every single time, like once a week, it was like, oh, my mom is being such a jerk or oh, my boyfriend isn't helping me with this. It, he just wants attention. That's all it is. It's why he dated the witch. It's why he dated Shailene Woodley. It's why he keeps trying to get engaged to Shailene Woodley. All of a sudden now he's doing drug trips and stuff like that. It's just a cry for attention. He hasn't been normal since Danica Patrick broke up with him. And that's fine. Like, I get it. Everyone goes through tough breakups. But, like, shut up, Aaron. Shut up. Just take your money. Stop pretending like you're not going to come back and take $60 million. Shut up. Uh, well, I mean, look, you're, you're, you're not wrong there. It's definitely attention-seeking. It's, it's one of the reasons I'm super out on him. Like, he's obviously one of the all-time greats to do it. I actually didn't think his season was very good. Go look at his numbers. He didn't have one 300-yard passing game this year. Like, there were some pretty troubling things, I thought. And I think if you kind of line that up with what he's been doing and acting like the last, like, year or so, I, I just don't know if I'm the Jets or... I know they'll go in on it, but I don't know if I'd want to be a part of that. I'll just say, to what you're saying, the boy who cried wolf, there is a bit of that. Like, I'm just picturing you know, kind of a semi-dirty-looking hippie coming up to you. Yo, man, follow me. 
I got all the answers, and I know exactly where to tell you them. And you go, okay, I'll follow this hippie, and the hippie takes you back to a super nice, luxurious condo. You're like, wait a minute. You're actually a normal, high-level living dude who's masquerading as some stinky hippie who has the answers to to life. It's just, I don't know. I, I got to be honest. Fraud. Absolute fraud was my first take. I saw the photos of that place, and I went, I'm sure this is great, but this is no... Like, calling it a retreat or a darkness retreat. What darkness? You had a light switch in your room. What the hell are we talking about here, man? Like... That looked no different than me going to stay at a hotel or a nice Airbnb at the coast to get away for a couple days. I just expected a little more grime and not as much like high-end quality looking stuff. Like that was a really nice little condo. I'm sure the Sky Cave Retreats is going to get a ton of people that want to stay there now. But I don't know. I saw that and I was like, of course. Of course he's a fraud. He makes it sound like he's staying in a damn cave on Pat McAfee's show. And reality is he's walking through a cave to a nice house so he can have a, a nice little Airbnb experience for himself. Just a fraud. I'm yeah, out, I'm out and on him. Now the point is, okay, you've had your four days in darkness. Uh, can you make up your day It wasn't mind? even four Let's days. Go. It was reportedly two, Swag. It sounds well, like I'm- he stayed there for just two. Well, then I'm of the opinion that it worked, and he was able to gain some clarity, and now he's ready to make a decision. So let's go, and don't drag me through this, much like Will, the next two months dragging this out. Let's go. Figure out, pick a place, sign a deal, let's go. I, you know, that's the thing. He doesn't sign a deal. This is what's funny about this. He's acting like this is some big conundrum of his life, this big burden. You know what his big burden? For many people here, it was the burden of, how am I going to get home? My car can't move, and I'm stuck on a freeway. Aaron Rodgers' big burden was, am I going to take the $60 million or not? Like, I, I don't want people to act like this is some deep, thought-out process. No. He's taking the money. Right? If it's between retirement and $60 million, he's taking $60 million. And this whole, like, I don't know where I want to be, man. Green Bay doesn't want you. They want to trade your ass. So it's about the asset management. I just, I don't know. I find the whole thing fraudulent. And to see that it was in Oregon was cool, but come on. I kind of want him to go to the Jets because I think Robert Sala won't put up with any of his crap. And I hope he calls him out. That would be fantastic. Can we? Imagine if we got a Rob Sala, Aaron Rodgers argument on the bench after Woo! like during a New England game, just in the That'd middle of the second so quarter. That good. That would be great. <laughs> I'm starting to get why so his family happy. avoids him. To be honest with you. Yep. It's like yeah, you're. I mean, you start to see it. Insufferable. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of that, but uh, he's emerged from the darkness with still no no resolution. We don't know what he thinks or what he's going to say. I'm sure we'll find out on McAfee's show. What is he on that? On Tuesdays, I think it is. But uh, the cave he stayed at, that was secretly a really nice house, was uh, in southern Oregon. I believe it was in Ashland or just outside of Ashland. And so Sky Cave Retreats are the ones that get to talk about having Aaron Rodgers do his darkness retreat uh, at their facilities. A very awkward story in college sports. I want to get to that coming up next. And they Jake Zivin at 8 a.m. Dirt and Sprague back with more on The Fan. This is Dirt and Sprague on Jake Simmons going to join us, Apple TV, longtime Timbers broadcaster coming up at 8 a.m. He's calling the L.A. versus L.A. soccer match this weekend, and the Timbers match is going to be on Monday. It got postponed due to the weather problem, uh, so they'll play Sporting KC on Monday. Apple TV set to make their debut 
uh, with the MLS. And we'll talk with Jake coming up at 8. We'll spray the line at 8.30, so get those Sprague line sponsors in at the Van Tech line. 503-864-6326. That's 503-864-6326. Give some gambling picks from the weekend. This Russell Wilson story I've been working through during the commercial breaks. Did Russell Wilson try to get Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired? We'll talk about that coming up in the final hour of the show. Uh, but I, I really quick, so we have not talked about the Alabama story. Boy, I heard that press conference, and I just cringed. And obviously Nate Oates did uh, after somebody told him about it. But it's a weird story, and I don't know how Greg Byrne and Nate Oates are – I don't know. The season's almost gone now. Maybe they just play it out. He's going to the NBA anyway, and they move on. But it is bizarre. It's 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 a very it's a it's a dark it's a sad story. Um, and everybody, I think at this point, I don't really need to walk through it. A, a woman lost her life, uh, got shot. Uh, Brandon Miller, their star player, he is projected to be one of the top picks in the NBA draft. One of the many talented players. Uh, available in the draft. And so Alabama at one point was the number one team in the country. They just played South Carolina a couple nights ago, and Brandon Miller in the midst of people going, is he actually going to play? Because it was revealed that he brought the gun uh, to the scene, to the people who ended up firing the gun off and killing somebody, a mother. Um, He's still playing. He's not being charged but the, the, the optics are odd and uncomfortable, and the statements that you said, you mentioned Nate Oates had a bad press conference. That's weird. He went out and played against South Carolina and scored 41 points, and yeah. students were turned away. They wanted to come in with jumpsuits. People were basically chanting, you know, lock him things up, involving the chant. lock him up, I think was the chant. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And so... It's just I don't. What do you do with this story? I I don't know I, what I, I think it's know. weird and I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah, I'm I'm really uncomfortable too. And I understand there are different. Uh, one, I don't know how he's not a suspect, and so it was it wasn't his gun. That that's the part I. It wasn't had. his gun, no. So it was his teammate's gun who got kicked off the team immediately once all this happened. But it was in Miller's car. So what? Mm-hmm. And and so technically, from a legal standpoint, the the prosecutors have come out and said, no, he he's not uh, subject. We're not prosecuting him. He's been a cooperative witness, and okay. But boy, I I, I would have a hard time if that was me. If I was Nate Oates, and I know there's different uh, you know philosophy, different cultures regarding guns and firearms and whatever, but. In, in different parts of the country, and that's a whole thing we won't. But I, I don't know if I would – I don't know. I I would just have a hard time – He's uh, playing because they're, they wants to win. I mean, they that, right? Win. There's, they have a there's chance nothing to win a national to championship, it. and he's a top yeah. – he's going to be a, a, a lottery pick in the NBA if he goes out. Uh, but, yeah, but, I mean, there's all these statements from lawyers. There's these statements from, from prosecutors and, and investigative attorneys that seem to exonerate him from any culpability, and that's the part yeah. in my mind. I go, wait, how is he just getting off without – any sort of consequences here whatsoever. That's the part I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. Well, and I want to touch on that, too, because it's like it it was this other guy's gun the whole time, right? Like That's what his his attorney said. But the guy texted him knowing that he had left his gun in his car and said, can you please bring me the gun? 
at what midnight or well after and he still brought it yeah. to me yeah. that seems like culpability like you knew what you were bringing over there now i know you can say like he didn't know that someone was going to die like you didn't know that but to me you're bringing the gun to someone at a club and correct me if i'm wrong wasn't the guy saying like hey there might be some trouble here or we're getting into it with some people I, it, it, yeah it doesn't the, there were there the were text flags. messages to indicate yeah the, the red flags were everywhere there were text messages to say like yo stay away from the situation he showed up the gun was in the car you know his lawyer did not do him a lot of good here but his lawyer basically their defense is you know he didn't touch the gun he just drove the car and the guy grabbed the gun and it's like that that does not change much yeah. for people I, 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 I and don't. I think this is an interesting point like I hate to say this but like this is also the reality of the situation cuz he doesn't seem like he's going to get charged as an accessory and Alabama clearly has no spine, and so they care more about winning basketball games than they do, you know, sitting out and having the the look of a guy that's involved with a murder playing on the team. They'd rather win basketball games. Somebody asking at the fan text line, what if the Blazers get in a position and he's on the board? He kind of fits the criteria of a player Joe Cronin has talked about. Like, that's the other part of this. It's awkward at Alabama. It's awkward for us to watch Alabama, but... It's going to be even more awkward when he's drafted. Whoever drafts yeah. him, like, that's what the – remember the Chauncey press conference? It's going to be oh, a lot of Neil Shea drinking water, looking to the side stuff, because how do you not just kind of talk about that more so than what do you bring to the team, Brandon? Well, he's good. We know that. But, like, this situation itself is not going anywhere. And wait till the tournament. Wait till Alabama gets one of the top seeds in the tournament. And it's like, hey, it's – Alabama, who well, had a murderer th- on their team. Yeah, and I think the bigger thing will be is if this thing, if they don't work out a plea deal, if it actually goes to trial, I don't know how he's not called as a witness at some point, and then that's all public. You've got video, all, everything's right. going to be exposed. Right. Just the the minute by minute detail of okay, when did you text him? What did he text you? Why did you take him the gun? Did you think to uh, call police at that point? All that sort of stuff. Uh, it, it, yeah, it has a chance to get uh, a lot more uh, dark than what we know now. And Alabama's known this for two months. That's the part I'm like, and, and you heard Greg Byrne had his little weird press conference uh, streaming. Uh, yeah, I just, man, I, I would have, I, I don't know if I was a head coach, if I would have been able to, to keep him actively playing through all of this. Even I, I, though I, you maybe know, I'll technically say, yeah. he hasn't done anything criminal. But right. uh, but that's too much for me. It, it, it's it's a bit much. We got to go to Jake Zivin. I'll say this, Swag, on your point. I think that's always the difference, man. I think you got, guys like us, we sit here. We're not coaches. We're not in that situation. We say what we would do. These guys don't think like this. This I, for Nate Oates is as simple as this. It's winning basketball games. That's all the dude cares about. If it was anything more than that, you would just out of principle sit this kid until some of this stuff is either sorted out or he departs to the NBA, but that's not what this is about. This is about winning basketball games, and this is the ugly side of, of athletics that we see far too often, just people not caring about 
how it looks and, and how uncomfortable it is for people. It's just about winning and losing at the end of the day. And that thing, that's what you're seeing in Tuscaloosa right now. What more on this probably next week as uh, they continue to play on their season. But we got to get to the, uh, the third hour of the show. Jake Zivin, Apple TV, longtime Timber broadcaster, going to join us, give us a Timbers preview. Let's dive into the Timbers. Their season starts on Monday against Sporting KC. Jake Zivin joins us next. Dirt and Sprague. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 